What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Two Game Podcast. I am Matt Primo, joined by Chris Norman. How are you today, sir? Uh, doing great, man. How's it going, everybody? Man, we just finished the... Uh, actually, I, I, don't, I, I can't even talk about it. I can't even talk about it. We just finished something, and uh, dude, I almost, I almost fucking spoiled it there. <laughs> <laughs> I almost fucking spoiled it. <laughs> uh, I was just like, all right, cool, I guess. All right, yep. all right fine. Let's, we'll do that then. Sure. Pretend like y'all did not hear anything that I just said, okay? Is something something will happen for y'all in the near future. So just just putting that on the table for you. Uh, but this is episode 80. I cannot believe we have recorded 80 fucking episodes. It's kind of mind-blowing. I, I honestly did not think we would be around this long. Shout out. Yeah. 80 is a big number, though. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. We need fucking 20. I, I, I feel like we have to do something big. Shout out for episode 100. Mm, I mean, yeah, that's a milestone. Yes. Who? Hmm. What uh, you well, got in mind? Actually, uh, I, I want to say it was last week we hit the, uh, what has it been, three years for the podcast? Since the first recording? Yeah. Has, has mm, it been no shit, huh? Wow. Or has it been two years? Uh, if you're around episode eighty now, it's got to be two, right? Two years, two years, two. Years. It feels like fucking three years at some time. At some point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, guys. Anyways, yeah, that's huge long intro. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, this week on episode eighty, we're going to be talking about our playlist: Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, Xenoblade Chronicles Three just had a direct devoted to itself. So we're going to be talking about that, and then we're going to end the episode on our weekly recommendations. Now. The uh, Nintendo Direct just came out today, like an hour ago. And we already have the, all the announcements right now. I have the, the phone hooked up, and I'm kind of watching it as we're, as we're doing this episode. But we're going to be mentioning just a brief, some brief things uh, that got mentioned in the Direct. I think there's like three or four games that really caught my eye, especially one. So definitely eager to talk about that. And we'll talk about that towards the, uh, the back, half of the, uh, back half of the episode. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump into our playlist, sir. What have you been watching? Uh, watching. Uh, after we mentioned it, last time I think you and I talked about Love, Death, and Robots, and then we talked about it in Discord, I just, just blazed right through that again because I love that show. There's not a single episode I don't like. It's so good and so quick to watch. Uh, still been watching Vikings and The Boys. Been watching The Boys every Friday. I'm waiting and for my that God, do I love the boys. <laughs> you love the boys, huh? I love the boys. It is so good. <laughs> so dark. So very dark, but hilarious. I'm waiting to, to binge it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait till it, it finishes. I'm just going to binge all the episodes. Okay. That's, you know? as, long as, you, as long as you watch it. I don't care when you watch it. I just I want you to text me five minutes into the first episode. Yes. Um. So... How many episodes are going to be in this season? Like, how how much longer do I have to wait? It's only it's only got to be like two or three more weeks, right? Yeah, this week was season. Last week was season episode six, so I I think it's ten. I think they're ten apiece. They're either eight or ten. I want to say they're ten though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as soon as it finishes, that's gonna be the first thing I'm watching. First thing I'm watching. Uh, but it's I've been watching uh, Love, Death, and Robots as well. I when I say watching, I mean I watched like the first episode, which is only like ten minutes. <laughs> So I guess yeah. I probably haven't been watching a whole lot of it. But how do you how do you think I should review that series, sir? Um, honestly, man, you can review that one any way you want to, because the only way you can do it is segmented. I mean, 
I, I'm not sure if by the end of that show, if they're going to have overlapping plots or if it's going to be one of those things where it's just masterfully written and they all come together in some strange way, but I don't think so. I think they're just independently written and directed for segmented entertainment. So, I mean, you could just break it up five, six episodes a piece and just one for one for one of them. Mm-hmm. If you're going to review it, I mean, I, I don't really know of another way to do it. I don't know. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Uh, I also finished the uh, first season of Stranger Things um, on my little rewatch binge uh, of that show. Uh, I'm trying to get through the uh, the first part of of season four before the uh, the last part of it comes out uh, in a few weeks. So try, trying to, I, I, I doubt I'll be be done by then, but. Hey, it is what it is. I also finished uh, Obi-Wan. Have you watched that show at all, sir? Oh, yeah. Finished Obi-Wan. God, that was so fucking good. So good. Uh, I mean, it's been, it's been it's been a little while, so I, I think we can talk about it on the on the podcast. But spoilers for, for Obi-Wan. If you have not watched Obi-Wan, fucking skip skip ahead a couple of minutes. What did you think about Obi-Wan? I'm, I'm scared to answer it, man. Honestly. Like, I'm kind of afraid of you. <laughs> as far as defending obi-wan i didn't hate the show i didn't i actually liked the show i liked the show a good bit some of the the fight scenes and a lot of the 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 strategical planning was very obviously very star warsy and I, I loved it i enjoyed all of that but it just seemed like a lot of it was fan service yeah yeah I and I, again, that didn't ruin it for me. I didn't hate the show, but I don't think by the end of it, I was I was nearly as high on it as everybody else is. Like it just seemed like there was a lot of filler. I, I think for six the, episodes. I I think the issue is: did we absolutely one hundred percent need an Obi Wan series? Probably not. I, I think it was wanted by a lot of people. I've been asking for it for years, for years. Uh, I remember uh, I had a Facebook status uh, not too long ago, and I said, don't give me this fucking Solo crap. Give me Obi-Wan. I don't want Solo. Oh, yeah, if it makes you feel better. I, I, I would watch it 50,000 times before I'd ever sit through Solo again. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I think overall, this this series was, was really good. I really fucking loved it. I think I gave the overall series like a 4.5, but I'm a huge Obi-Wan fan. Like, I love Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan, so I just, I love any kind of content with it. But the issue is, it's not a perfect series by any means. There are, it definitely opens up some, like, some plot holes with the overarching, like, Star Wars, like, story between three and four. Just the overall universe, correct. Yeah, so it it does open up a lot of plot holes. I mean, Tyler even, even texted me, and he's like, dude, there's so many issues with it. Why would they do this? Why would they do that? And it's like, yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. I think I mean, it's just fan service. Yeah, so a lot of it is fan service, and I think a lot, some of the acting is not that great in it. And I think Reva was, it seemed like, oh, oh, let me let me think about where I'm going to say it. She is a a good character. I just did not like the acting involved. Uh, I thought it, I thought it. Oh felt, no, uh, yeah, that. Reva was a terrible actress. Which is weird because she's not really a bad actress in anything else. I, I just think she was like super over the top. Like she could not act out yeah. the, uh, the anger that was needed uh, for that part. 
it's wow. like she had she had content and then she had boiling with rage and she it's like she couldn't do anything in between exactly exactly but i thought the character was was pretty compelling i mean the whole time you're thinking she's just out to to get obi-wan for to, to make like darth vader like to try to get in his uh goodwill right like, right honestly that was not her intention she was just trying to get to vader all along which is which is interesting. I, I like that aspect of it. So I'm kind of curious as to where her character goes from this point forward. Do they like spin off and have a Reva series? I don't know how I hope not. that would be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, hope I really not. hope not. I actually wouldn't mind if they did like an Obi-Wan season two and Reva was kind of coming back to the to the Jedi side, the the force. Uh, seeing the con- the conflict, the inner conflict there would probably lift her character up a lot for me because I'm with you. I didn't hate the character. I just thought it was horribly acted. Like I couldn't get past how bad acted it was at some points. It actually it didn't ruin the show for me, but it definitely dropped it down far lower than it probably should have been. Especially the first few episodes. I, I think she got better as the uh, as the season went along, but those like first three episodes, I'm like, you are like these like the the big like eyesore in this entire yeah. so far. You're dropping this entire show and I don't think it got better honestly because she got that much better. I think it got better because she got less screen time. That's a valid point. It's a valid point. I, mean, I get it, man. I'm being brutal, but I am very easily pleased by television entertainment. So if I am noticing how bad of a job somebody's doing acting out a part, they got to be pretty bad, man. Like people make fun of me for some of the crap that I don't hate. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how, used, and, that's how I used to be before surfing the stream. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, you fucking love everything. I'm like, oh, that's, that's fair. That's fair. I don't I'm love like- everything, but I'm entertained by things that you're not. That's all. I can watch most things. Like, if I know it's bad, I can laugh at it and still enjoy it. But if, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. So now the age old question is do they need a season two? <laughs> Look, I'm content and I'm fine with a one off series, just these six episodes. I am perfectly fine with them never doing another, another season. The, uh, the question is where do they go from there? How do they make six more episodes in between uh, this time period? You know, because I, I don't think they'll ever go back with, you know, the, yeah. with with Ewan McGregor and uh, Hayden Christensen being older. I don't think they'll ever go back and maybe do something in between two and three or or something or one and two. I mean, there was a huge jump where we don't know anything that happened between one and two. Right. Mm hmm. So I, I don't think Which you would essentially you couldn't cast Hayden Christensen for that anyway. So, I mean, it would have to be, you'd have to, they'd have to CGI Obi-Wan back 30 years, and then it would have to be a completely different actor. Yes. Yes. Completely true. So then it's just like, where do they really take the story? Is there really anything that they can do? And then it's almost kind of like, like, let's look at it from this perspective. He has, quote unquote, defeated Vader. Okay, not technically, but he technically beat Vader in this uh, in this duel in the last episode, and then he he's gone. Both of them are gone. Uh, how does he do anything in the Star Wars universe without Vader kind of catching on? You know, right? 
So right, right, right. It, it's kind of difficult to say where they could be able to take that story. Uh, because I don't think they need to put Vader back in the story. I, I think they have to distance themselves completely from that. Because in episode four, Vader doesn't even recognize Obi-Wan. He just, that's a presence I haven't felt in quite some time. A very long time. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm so, with you. So yeah, what what story could, could be told that would exclude Vader and be interesting? I, I don't know. So I'd be happy with just them having this, this little one-off series. I'm I'm fine with it. Well, I'm more of a casual Star Wars fan, so forgive my ignorance, but what is the timeline in comparison to when Obi-Wan took place versus when Mando and Ahsoka are at? So this takes place five years after episode three. Mm-hmm. So there's a 10-year time span in between episode three and episode four. So there's still five years of time period between Obi-Wan and episode four. Uh, Mando takes place after episode six, in between seven. Oh, so it's a huge gap. Okay, I got yeah. you. Never mind. Yeah. So it is like way, way in the future. Mm. All right. In uh, that case, also, yeah, I don't really know what you do with them. I don't. I don't really think you can keep it going though, because if if the first season already felt a little fan servicey, if they kept it going starting where they left off that's all it could be from here on out is just fan service you know you, you you're not only trying to write a new story but you're trying to use that story to not ruin what stories are already out there you, it's like you have to you don't have the freedom to write because you've already got so many restrictions around what you can and can't do or say well i'm kind of glad you brought that up i think that's one of the biggest issues with star wars in general is right. because they include all the books as like canon and shit mm-hmm. like that, and the TV shows and whatnot. So it's like, bro, we can't, we we can't explore anything because y'all are so handcuffed to to the canon that y'all have used over decades. You know. Yep. So I, I think yep, that yep, is, yep. I actually mentioned that to Tyler uh, not too long ago. I was like, you know, I wish they would just separate the books from. And the TV shows, like TV, not not TV shows, like as Obi Wan or Mando, but like the animated stuff, separate all that shit and make it its own universe, and then make this like the movies and the TV shows its own universe. Because I then then I feel like they could really expand and do some different things with it. You just got to do what Star Trek did and figure out how to make one movie that opens up the door for fifty thousand different possibilities. Exactly. Exactly. It, they then they stopped doing it. I don't really know why. I actually did like it. I did enjoy the reboot of the last Star Trek series movies. But I mean, where they left it is that all right, now we're not tied to everything that was going on in the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Like we can kind of do what we want. They figured out a way to just open that door. That's that's all Star Wars needs to do. Yeah, but they're not, unfortunately. No, no, they're they're not. They're, they're not. not. Uh, so anyways, uh, last week I watched uh, Jurassic World Dominion. We did that with a Patreon meetup. In fact, later this afternoon, this evening, uh, part two of our Patreon meetup. And I get to watch Jurassic World Dominion again. Yay me. Yay me. Mm. Did I sound like depressed there? A little. I wasn't sure which direction you were actually trying to go, so I just kept my comments to myself. Was, was it not great? Uh, it's a stupid fucking movie. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> but it, I, I laughed way more than I should have. All right, it, it's, it's interesting. interesting. 
it's entertaining. Let's just let's just put it that way. Uh, entertaining in not good ways, and entertaining in some good ways as well. But I, I laughed hysterically at, at multiple points. Like this is so fucking stupid and ridiculous. Like this is by far the most left field Jurassic Park movie ever. Oh, so essentially they're just out of ideas. No, I mean it is. Look, it's a completely different movie than all the others. Completely different. But it's also there's so much fan service in it that it feels. Like you just roll your eyes at it. Like it's not fan service, as in like, you know, when Endgame happened, like all the fan service that happened in that in that fucking movie. Oh yeah, it's not like that in this one. It's just like, it just feels like thrown in, almost. Man, that is three different entities that we have used the word fan service to describe that Disney has backed. <laughs> well, uh, they don't back Dress World. Oh, you're right. No, you're right. That would be, uh, was it Universal? I think Universal has Jurassic Park. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. One of my guys went to Disney this last week, and I forgot that he also went to Universal, and he was talking about the Velocicoaster. Yes. So I guess in my mind, I just I rolled that into Disney, but you're right. That is a Universal. Uh, I also watched the new Doctor Strange movie that's on Disney Plus right now. Um, Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Wasn't a huge fan of it. Oh man, for real? See, I was excited about that one. Yeah, I I, I need to watch it again. Definitely need to watch it again. It, it's definitely. I can't say anything. I can't say anything. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you haven't seen it, so I'm not going to voice my my thoughts on it. Uh, I just I was expecting one thing, and I did not get that. Let's just let's just leave it at that. Okay. Uh, what have you been listening to? Uh nothing really new, man. Pretty much just a podcast. That's various podcasts. That's, that's about it. I've been listening to a lot of music. I recently reviewed uh, The Weeknd for our Patreon supporters. Uh, I've been listening to Silent Planet. Basically, my top five albums of all time. I've been kind of going through that uh, this past week. So Silent Planet, uh, Architects, Spirit Box. Uh, I listened to some Fit for a King. Spirit Box just released a like a new EP. Bruh. Mm-hmm. When we get done with this, you need to go listen to Rotoscope by Spirit Box. Okay. Yeah, I will. I'm going to spend most of the rest of my day on a forklift, so I can I can catch up on some music. It is fucking fantastic. It reminds me of, like, 90s, like, underground metal. No shit, huh? But the, the best way I can describe the song is dance core. Interesting. So, does that kind of pique your interest a little bit? A little. I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing like glow sticks with double bass. Uh, no. You, no? You just listen to it. Okay. <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> like me and Tyler both said the same thing. Like, dude, this reminds me of like the 90s. Interesting. Like, when you hear it, you'll fucking know. But it's like there, there's some like, dude, it's, it's, it's fucking groovy, man. Let's just, let's just leave it at that. It's groovy. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, playing this week. Now, we have both been playing Three Hopes. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Elden Ring, uh, Shredder's Revenge. I have beaten that game, and that is going to be something I'm probably going to save on the next episode to, to talk about. 
uh, but definitely have a lot of thoughts about Shredder's Revenge. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about Three Hopes. Okay. You've been playing the demo or you've been playing the uh, the base game? Oh no, bought that shit day one, man. I've had a uh, Fire Emblem itch for like a year now, so. This game makes me want to play that game all over again. It does. It does. It really does. Like, you I think- hate to lead with that because it's like diminishing how much I actually am enjoying Three Hopes. I I was leery going into it being a warrior style game because I haven't played one in so long, but I, dude, I'm actually digging it. I like it a lot. It's a lot of fun. And you still get a lot of the Fire Emblem Three Houses stuff that you were like, literally the only difference between the two is the combat. That like you still gym- get your time in the camp slash monastery. You still get your, your conversations with your people. You still get all of your little bonus stuff you can do. So it's literally just a warrior's game versus a turn-based strategy game. That I could not have said it any better. That is exactly what it is. And yeah, to me, that is that has to be the reason why I love it so much. I am enjoying the hell out of uh, Three Hopes. And let's just go ahead and say it out loud. I do not like Muso games. Like uh-huh. Warrior games, uh, Dynasty Warriors, uh, all those games, I, I do not like. Because they feel very repetitive. It feels like I'm doing the same thing over and over again. It feels like I'm just mashing buttons and just destroying large hordes of enemies. Okay? Right. I feel like I'm just wasting my time. But this game is fucking great. It is great. It truly is. IGN gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, I think on the the surface, I've I've only played a couple hours of it. And uh, I, I think if... If it doesn't feel repetitive, I, I think it might be a little bit better than eight. But they did say in their review that uh, there there are some parts that get super repetitive, and that's probably what brought the game down. But they also said it was like one of the best Muso games as well. But it's also the same score as some other Muso games, so I don't I don't fucking know. Uh, well, I haven't played one in long enough to give it an honest comparison, but I can list a few things that I think are different than most other Muso games that really make it just jump out for me. I mean, again, if I'm wrong, I know Carmen's really big into those. She's probably going to make fun of some of the things I'm going to say because I could be dead-ass wrong about some of them. But it's So in comparison to Three Hopes, you still have a lot of prep work to do between battles. Uh, each chapter is still based around one big battle. But you can still do smaller battles to, you know, level your people up and get renown and um, find, like, you know, treasure and shit along the way to the big battle. But it, in one sense, it, it almost seems repetitive just because you are doing the same thing week in and week out. And I've only actually played, like, two full chapters past the prologue, but I've got about five hours into it at this point. But each battle is different you have different objectives um the layouts are different so it it, you know you're doing the same stuff but at least the environment changes and your objectives change and that's not uncommon for warriors games but what i think is different is in prepping your you know your generals and your commanders and whatnot you pick four that are active and you actually can instantaneously cycle between the four of those So you can issue orders just like in turn-based strategy combat. You can tell this person to go over here because you can look on the map and see that, all right, this person's got, uh, or this person's 
got a bow, so he's weak to sword, or, you know, I, I forgot that there's a whole combo of who's weak to what, but it tells you. So you can either send people over there, or you can switch to that person and go do it yourself. You know, like, you don't have to move around. You have the freedom to kind of spread the map out however you want to do it, which I thought was a little different. Like, most Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors games I've played, you essentially just, you pick your character, and you just run around and kill everybody. Now, again, that was four Warriors games ago, so I'm sure it's evolved somewhat since then. But I don't know. It's it's interesting because it is it's an open battlefield, and you're just button mashing while you're in combat. But you still, in a weird way, have the freedom to do a lot of different things. I honestly, I don't have anything else to say to that. <laughs> I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was pretty uh, spot on. I, if I'm not mistaken, Hyrule Warriors. You can swap between multiple characters. Oh, can you? Okay. I, I mean, I, I assumed you probably could at some point, but this is the first one I've played where you could. But let's be honest, the characters that you can swap through here are so much better. So let's just go ahead and put that out there. So I'm going to go ahead and assume you picked the uh, Black Eagles. <laughs> you fucking right I did. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, listen. I know. I know. And I can't say anything because I did too. <laughs> But it wasn't it wasn't Edelgard because fuck her. All right, I will never forgive her for what she did to you, even though you might. But <laughs> I don't forgive her. Fuck her. <laughs> I was just looking at all the houses and I was like, man, like I did. I liked most of the people in Golden Deer, and I only liked really liked a few in Blue Lions. But the ones I liked, I absolutely loved. But man, there's outside of Edelgard herself. And Hubert, I just love everybody in the Black Eagles house. Like, it's just my... The overall character base is just still my favorite. Dude, I saw Petra for the first time in the game. I was like, oh my god, Petra. (laughs) I gotta fucking fuck. I gotta gotta go get my girl, man. (laughs) Gotta go get my girl. And Burn. Amazonian queen. Burn is in there. And then you got, uh... Ah, shit. What's his name? The, uh, the sleepy dude. Fuck. Um, Linhart, that's my yeah, boy. Linhart. Yeah, you got Linhart in there, and then you got uh, Dorothea in there. I mean, you, every every single person in the Black Eagles is fucking great. I know, except for except for Edelgard and Hubert. But they're but they're they're amazing for different reasons. Though they're amazing because they're just such shitty people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, they do they offer obviously good plot. And dude, I would I gotta say. Not to spoil too much for people who want to play it but haven't yet. If you played Three Houses, you know how easy it is to both hate and love Hubert because he's a dick and he has absolutely no redeeming qualities in his personality, but he's such a hard-hitting mage that you just put up with it. He's not that good in this game. I haven't used him yet. Wow. Like Dorothea is 100% better. Whoa. Like, what? Like I, I don't even level him up. Dude, he was fucking groundbreaking in the in the base game, like in the. Oh, uh, he was, yeah, he was next level. Like, dude, we're gonna start we're gonna start dredging up like old fucking memories here. Yep. (laughs) I just I remember when he fucking left with Edelgard, man. I was like, you fucking bitch, you're like my best mage. (laughs) I fucking hate you. Now all that time and effort I put into you, you're gonna hit me with. That seems about right. God, that was such a fucking good game. Ah, damn. I know. Dude, I'm telling you, it, it, we, that would have to be like for like in a couple of years, we need to do a deep dive series. I know we've already done like a two hour review on it, but 
doing a deep dive series into that would be fucking fantastic. That would be pretty cool. That would, I, I don't know, man. That's just, that's, that's a scary ground. That would take a long time. It would. That's a, that's a huge game. But I'd be down for it. I love it so much. It just give me another reason to play it again. So. So the, the interesting thing about this game is it's technically a sequel to Fire Emblem Warriors, but it's also a different take on the Three Houses story. You're actually playing as Shez in the place of Byleth, but Byleth is still in the fucking game, though, okay? And Byleth is actually the villain this time. Yeah. Yeah, don't like that. So it's, it's interesting. I, I like the fact that it, it's a different take on it. Uh, that I'm not just playing three houses again. Like, as much as I love three houses, I think it would probably diminish this game a little bit if it was just a carbon copy of that game. Just the only difference is the uh, the combat. So I, I like the fact that they're they're kind of doing a different take on the story. Shez, I'm kind of kind of gearing her towards like the smartass kind of like all the choices that I'm doing, or she's like a smartass. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I'm 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 really enjoying that. And uh, yeah, I, I got I got my team. I got the, I joined the Black Eagles and I did one fight. And that's kind of as far as I've gotten. I started that that first section where that first battle. I've done that twice. I did it two simple times because I did it uh, a few weeks apart from each other. So I was like, ah, I done fuck, I forgot the controls and shit. So let me start over. Uh, so last night I got to the Black Eagles part. Okay. But you're looking at about 25 hours with each house. I mean, you're looking at about a 70, 75 hour game to do all three houses. That is interesting, too, because I was kind of worried that it was going to be short, like short, short. And again, I'm not going to say what because I'm not going to spoil the story for anybody. But in comparison to the way that you progress the story of three houses, this one goes a lot faster. So I'm in chapter five, maybe six. And in comparison, what I'm doing right now is somewhere around chapter 10 or 11 in three houses. Oh, wow. Like just based off story wise. So I don't know if they took the last, the back half of the game and they just stretched it out and we're going to find out more and more of what happened in that time period or if they just added a lot of shit onto the end of it. You know, I'm curious to see where they go with that. Hmm. I, I would suggest if, if you're out there right now and you're listening to this and you're like, man, that kind of sounds like fun. First off, you should stop this right now and go buy three houses. Just trust yeah. me. Just trust me. Okay? I got Chris and Tyler into it. Fucking just trust me. Go play three houses. Yeah, you and should it, definitely do that one first. It, it's I, The more I think about it, the more I think about it might take me over Bloodborne as my number one favorite game of all time. I fucking love three houses. Love that game. I think about that game I, all the time. <laughs> but then you should go download the demo for Three Hopes, which is uh, it gives you. I, I mentioned it last week on last week's podcast. I think you can play up to chapter four, and you can do all three houses, and you can do that as many times as you want. So that's a lot of gameplay for a demo. So go check out the demo on the eStore. Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it, and I'm not a Muso guy. I, I don't play those games. I actually despise those games. But this one I'm having a lot of fun with just in the short period of time that, uh, that I play it. I love the weapon arts. It, it doesn't feel very button mashy because you can also do 
you know, the quick combos. Mm-hmm. You do the combos, and then you have your weapon arts, and then you have the, the little special attacks that you can use. I don't know what they are, what the name of them are on the top of my head. Uh, but it it gives the battle a lot of depth, really. And then yeah, no, it does. That, it definitely adds another a few extra elements to it. And then on top of that, I mean, in three houses, you know, you had to go find chests and whatnot, use keys to unlock them. Well, in this game, they're chests. But then you have thieves that actually go steal the chest, and then you have to go find the thieves and and kill them. So I, I think there's a lot of variations to the uh, to the combat that's very interesting and engaging. And uh, I'm definitely considering buying this game. I'm I'm gonna play the demo a little bit more to see if it kind of if I kind of wane on it a little bit. But the issue is Xenoblade Chronicles Three is coming up, sir, and we're gonna segue into the direct. What did you think about um, the direct? The Zeno 3 Direct. Well, I watched it. Let's see. It came out, what was it, last Tuesday? Or maybe last Wednesday. I don't know. But I've Wednesday. essentially, I've been hard ever since. And I don't really know what to do about it. <laughs> like, I, at this point, it's just become very inconvenient. I can't sleep at night. Like, just, you know. I, it fucking hurts. It hurts. It it hurts so good, but uh, <laughs> no, I honestly, I can't, I don't remember the last time I was more excited or this excited for, to be able to play a game. I truly don't. The, we we knew a little bit about it. We didn't know much at all because we weren't supposed to. And the direct was perfect in that it just teased it just enough that it didn't give anything away, but it. It let us know some of the things we can look forward to without ruining any of the story, in my opinion. I'm still just as confused about what the plot's going to be like as I was before I watched it, but I don't know. It was, God, it was awesome. I can't wait to play it. I, I absolutely agree. I think the, uh, I don't think they gave away much of the plot, like, at all. Because I'm thinking, like, what the fuck is even going on here? Like, what, what the fuck is the end game here? I, 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 I seriously do not know where that story is going to go. The direct nope. was perfect for explaining the classes and like uh, specifically the classes and then some of the combat uh, and some of the things that you can do during the game, which was uh, it, it's very interesting. And like Chris said, I was fucking fully erect. And I'm still fully erect since watching it last night because I finally decided to watch it and I'm throbbing, sir. Throbbing. I don't know how to make it go away. Honestly, I guess I'm just going to have one until July 29th. I don't. Well, I know of two ways to make it go away. Probably tried them both, but sure. What are they? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One is going to be the game comes out and then we know what the other one is. (laughs) Yeah, that didn't work. It didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I texted you yesterday. I was like, bro, you need to go get a pregnancy test. You're pregnant. Uh, yeah. It was a really good direct. I do have thoughts. Like, I have speculation about the story. I don't know if you wanted to get into that at all. Yeah, man, I'm totally interested in hearing your thoughts on what the story's going to go. All right, well, again, this is this is all speculation. The direct was perfect in that it wouldn't give anything concrete away. But me, you haven't played the game already? No, no. Uh, my life isn't complete yet, so we'll get there, I guess, soon enough. But... So, where do I want to start? The characters. We've talked 
even in the last time we spoke about this, about how we know they're going to relate to the character somehow, but we're not sure how. Uh, one thing we do know is that everybody is given a 10-year lifespan. And in that 10-year lifespan, you are a warrior. And if you survive, at the end of that 10-year lifespan, you're essentially, I don't know if you just age out and die on your own, or it actually looks like, Actually, no, they said that the greatest honor is to make it to that 10-year mark, and then essentially your queen kills you. I, I don't really get why that's a thing. Or But one, one second, there. before you continue, mm-hmm. I, uh-huh. didn't, I, I didn't know about that until the direct. I don't know if they mentioned that in previous uh, trailers or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think that is very, very interesting. To it have, is. It's a- to know that you only have 10 years to live, I, I think yeah. is, is very interesting. And I think it's going to... I want to say in the direct in the trailer they mentioned uh no it's your time don't don't do anything with like it, it kind of alluded to maybe you can can you like give someone more time perhaps yeah i hadn't even considered that either i think the character development between that of just knowing that you only have a you know a certain amount of time left cuz i think one character it's the girl i want to say it's is it mio maybe Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, I don't have much time left. So yeah, she has three months left, apparently. Yeah, so... Ah, dude, that's going to be some great, great character moments from there. And I I, I had the feeling it's going to hit me in the feels. I mean, it's going to hit you in the feels regardless. But just that aspect of the story is going to be so fucking good. I, I don't know of a game that has has something like that in it. And uh, so I'm, I'm super excited to to kind of explore that aspect of it. And then you got the uh, sorry, I don't mean to take away your thing. You're good. The uh, the whole two warring nations thing, and then you have three characters from each nation kind of joined together. Mm-hmm. That's so fucking interesting to me because yeah, can you imagine joining a team with three people that you fucking hate. <laughs> that you 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 don't fully understand why you hate them, other than you were bred to hate them. Exactly. That's gonna be so so much good character development there. So many good character moments. Uh I'm so ready for it. Oh yeah. No, I mean no, one hundred percent. Um so yeah. I don't know if it says your life starts and then you get ten years. So I don't know if you look at the characters from the Agnes side, which is Mio, Cena, and Tyon, you can't see Tyon's chest because he has, you know, he's got a jacket and a shirt on. His is covered. But Mio and Cena appear to have core crystals. Yes. But if you look at the Kevis side, you can see Uni's chest and Lonza's chest, and they don't appear to have any. So it kind of makes me think they're taking like a. In the first game, there was the Bionis versus the Mechonis, which was essentially everybody that lived on the Bionis was about organic life, and they were humans. But everybody that lived on the Mechonis were machines. They were organic life forms, but they were machine-based. So I'm kind of wondering if it's going to have that kind of split, like you've got human life and then you've got ether life. I don't know if these characters are going to be born, and then when they reach a certain age, maybe their memories are wiped. And that starts their 10-year clock as warriors. Or if maybe from the core crystal side, they're actually just conceived through core crystals at the age that they already are. Kind of like blades. Um, but that being said, it kind of poses the question to me. Are our characters descendants of people that we know and we've played with before? Or are they just conceived from maybe fragments of their core crystals? 
because if if you look, I made an entire list of the six main characters and five or six of the heroes that you can sub in and out. And I'm just gonna start from the top and rattle them off. Okay. So nah, you got Noah been. the you got Noah the main character. He is a spitting image of Shulk with black hair. Shulk is the main protagonist in the first game. Um, Mio looks like a clone of Nia and sounds just like her. Sounds just like her. Sounds just like her. Yeah. Uni is, she's apparently a high entia, so there's a little bit of Melia in there just from that, but she looks exactly like Sharla from the first game. I mean, it looks like a straight up clone. Um, Tyon is the one I couldn't place. He's the guy with glasses and kind of poofy hair that wears the scarf. Mm-hmm. He didn't. Re- I didn't really see anybody or hear anybody when I heard him speak or just just looking at his character. But then Lons is the big dude who wears like a a giant black overcoat and has a big ass sword. So immediately went to Zeke. Uh, Cena has blue flaming hair. I mean, come on, guys. You're not even going to try to hide it. Like they put that one out there just to laugh at us. And that's just the six main ones. But what's interesting is we didn't get Rex, Pyra, Mithra, or Morag, or Fiora in any of those. But then you start seeing some of these heroes, and Valdi is a younger guy. He's probably 15 or 16. He's wearing a salvager suit, and he sounds just like Rex. Uh, Zeon is a Hyentia that looks just like Melia's brother from the first game. I forget his name, but the dude, I mean, they didn't even change the facial structure in the CGI. Alexandria is um, very tall. She has a face just like Pyra. She uses a giant broadsword or Pyra slash Mithra, and she has absolutely no accent, so it's almost like they cloned her into that one. Fiona kind of reminded me of Fiora, but I wasn't sure. It just, they have to put Fiora somewhere if this is the route they're going to go. And Ashera is Morag. There's no question about that one. I mean, she just, she is Morag. Mm -hmm. So again, like, I don't know if this is like a direct link between lineage or if it's, if it's like remade mechanically, but there's connection in everybody. It's very interesting to me. Super interesting, dude. Like, look, I, I, I've made it known before. I don't know how they end Xenoblade Chronicles 2 with Pyramithra separating and then it just, you know, cutting just like that and then them not explore that in a sequel. Like the way it right. ends, it just, it, it ends almost kind of like on, on a cliffhanger. I mean, it's not technically a cliffhanger, but it, it basically is. So I don't know how they don't explore that at some point during this game. So something tells me Rex Pyramithra they have to be involved somewhere in the creation of, like you said, maybe some of these characters that are maybe mechanical or blade driven, whatever, uh, with their core crystals. They have to be somewhere in the story. They have to have a presence of some sort. Like, I, I don't even care if it's as simple as you meet a dude who tells you stories about the way things used to be and he tells me how their lives ended. Fine. If I get closure and that's all I get, I won't like it. But I will accept it. <laughs> but my point is, I better fucking get something. Yeah, I, I, if you were not going to explore, then you don't end the game like that, right? You you should have just ended it with them never showing back up or something like that, you know? Right, right. If you if you were going to end it and close it out, then we shouldn't have got a happy ending. 
They should have just been gone, and Rex should have just been left to move on with his life afterward. But you brought him back, so now I gotta know what the fuck happened. Should have let Rex move on with his boner. And Nia. And Nia, yeah. <laughs> she was there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, just kind of jumping into like some of the classes and whatnot, dude, the classes, I think the classes is where I fucking got super erect with because you have pretty cool. Yeah. The attackers, defenders and the healers. See, we didn't really get that in the, uh, in the, in the second game, like the actual specific classes like this. Uh, yeah, we did. They just weren't called classes. I mean, we did, but we didn't like, I feel like this is like a huge game mechanic right now. Yeah, I think that's the main difference. Like the the strategy in 2 was based around the trio of different things. They just didn't have specific classes that you could change. That's it, the difference. Like you know, Tora and Zeke were your defenders cuz they wanted to you wanted them to eat the aggro. Um Melia and Rex were your healers. Uh Rex was kind of a three way of all of them i guess but you had you had these people you just couldn't mix and match them like you can in this one which is sweet which is very exciting to me it, this game i like you said i i know that they had classes in into and it feels a little bit more prominent in this game it feels almost kind of like a like a like a dungeons and dragons kind of thing kind of going here like oh this one's your your healer and uh he's just gonna be back in the the battlefield and he's just gonna be healing you the entire time while this one's going to be balls deep in, in the enemy as the attacker. And then you got someone that's just kind of taking the aggro away. It's just, to me, I, I, maybe it's just, it felt more explained in the mm-hmm. and whatnot, but it, it excites me. And then you have like more specific classes within those three classes, which is hot. I, I just feel like I'm going to be devoting so much time to kind of developing that perfect team and that little, that little setup. But then you have like the heroes that you can swap in and out as your seventh character. And oh, did I mention that we could uh, swap freely between all six characters during battle? That sounds dope. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, You can also sheath your weapon during battle. I don't know if you saw that or not. No, I didn't. Yeah. So you know how one of our biggest complaints from two was the fact that you couldn't run away from anything. Yes. That's how they fixed it. You can there's a button that will let you sheath your weapon and freely move. It'll unlock all targets and then you move a lot faster because you're not tech quote unquote carrying your weapon. Oh thank God. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna save so many deaths. And it's uh, what what when they were explaining the classes, I thought it was very interesting that the, the um the narrator slash commentator was pointing out like that this one will be the most heavily dependent on how you manage who takes aggro. Because the combat system in the second game was based solely on who was taking aggro. Like, I don't know how much deeper down that well you can dive. Like, you you couldn't have Morag in your party if Tora wasn't in there because she was going to die and it was going to make you lose. Yes. You know, so I mean, again, I think I, I, think I even mentioned that on like the one of the deep guys. You did. I'm like, fucking more. I just dies like a little bitch every time I put her in there. Well, because when she breaks Bridget out, she sets the world on fire. So, I mean, if there's aggro to draw, she's going to draw it. And the only thing that could take it away from her was Torag's literal, or I mean, Torag was Tora's literal ability to draw aggro, you know? So, like, you were already dependent on having stuff like that in the combat. So, I'm not sure how much deeper they can actually make that go, but. 
I don't know. It's interesting. It's going to be fun to find out. I'm just saying, if I don't see Tora and Morag doing the fusion dance and fusing together to become Torag, I'm burning this fucking game. I'm throwing it away. You know, that's not something I ever knew I wanted until I accidentally said it, but that is all I want now. <laughs> I want a, a little little baby Nopon with a train conductor hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of fusion, interlinking was kind of uh, showcased in the uh, in, in the direct as well. It's the ability that allows two party members to fuse together into like a Evangeline-like mech slash creature, I guess, called an Ouroboros. Uh, <laughs> seems really interesting. It's, it's almost kind of like, it, it seems like, I'm trying to compare it to a different game. If you know one off the top of your head, uh, throw it out there. But it, it's almost kind of like a, fuck, I can't think of the game. It's like, it's like a special move that lasts for a certain amount of time. It, it feels like that. Oh, yeah, I've seen it before, but I can't think of one right now. Because you asked me to. <laughs> <laughs> right. I would have known it if you hadn't fucking asked me. But yeah, I, I'm interested. In, dude, I, I was hyped for this game before the Direct. My hype has gone through the fucking roof with the Direct. It was such a good Direct. We got, like, like you said, uh, we went through all the characters. But they didn't just go through the characters. Okay, they didn't say, oh, this is Noah, this is Uni, this is Mio, this is this person. No, they actually gave you their personalities. Mm -hmm. At least glimpses of them. Yeah, I mean, Uni, I'm, I'm not going to name them all, but Uni is like, a, she's brash and she's blunt, which I'm like, ooh, that sounds kind of cool. Like, it kind of gives up your, your interest in it and kind of gives up that hype a little bit, knowing that uh, you can look forward to someone like some of these characters and the personalities, like, oh, I'm definitely going to be looking more towards uh, Cena, who is this tiny person with great strength. I'm like, that sounds kind of fucking dope, you know? Cena is Bridget. Y yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Blue flaming hair and all. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Everything. So uh, I love that they kind of just revealed kind of like their traits and whatnot, that it just it just amplifies my my hype level for them. Uh, yeah. They did announce that there's going to be an expansion patch, which I do want to discuss with you for just a second before we move on. Okay. The expansion pass is 30 bucks. Uh, let's see. At launch, you will get helpful items, air quotes, uh, and outfit color variants. By the end of 2022, you will get a new challenge battle, new hero and quest, and new outfits. And then you'll get that same thing again by uh, April 2023. And then by the end of 2023, we'll get a new story scenario. Uh, so I'm guessing that's just a full-on DLC like story expansion uh, there. Are you getting the expansion pass, or are you going to pass on it? Is a bear shit in the woods? <laughs> I'm 100% buying that shit. How are you going to ask a question you knew the answer to? I Hell yeah. I didn't like, know. I called it when they announced this game, and I'm calling it now. That December 31st, 2023, that brand new story scenario, that's going to be where we go find Pirate Mithrad. You're probably not wrong. Um, take it to the bank, book it, write it down, pre-order it, and then call me on January 1st, 2024 when you find out I'm right. That's when, that's when we're going to get the closure, because that's what everybody wants. You know? <laughs> And the fact that they're releasing it when the game comes out, but it's not going to be available for a year and a half. I mean, 
they're just, they're, they're, I mean, they're Nintendo in it, which for once I'm okay with. They're just milking it for everything it's worth. But that's the closure everybody wants. So that's what they're going to wait the longest to spread out. But fuck yes, I'm buying it. Because they added the Torrent Country, and that was before too, right? That was a prequel, yeah. Yeah. Torrent Country was a a DLC, correct? uh Uh-huh. Okay. So when they added DLC to Xenoblade Chronicles 2, it was basically just a prequel of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So it kind of makes sense that they did that same exact thing here. Yeah, and actually when Torna Golden Country came out, it wasn't I'm trying to get the timeline right. There was an expansion, there wasn't an expansion pass initially for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Then Torna Golden Country came out just a second story, and then they made an expansion pass that gave you some new blades, some a lot of items, a few new side quests, and they threw Torna Golden Country into the expansion pass. So if you didn't purchase it beforehand, you would get it then. That's how I got it. Cuz I didn't I didn't I mean I didn't play 2 until years after it had come out. You you just kind of reminded me of it? Dude, tell me those graphics don't look fucking fantastic. Oh my god, dude, yeah. For compared I mean, to the first game? Compared first to, game. yeah. Second game. Well, even, even after the remaster, the second game had better graphics than the first one did. But, yeah, they look, they look dope. Like, it's still Switch graphics, like it's still animated and jovial and vibrant, but it is the it's got to be the best Switch graphics I've seen yet. Yes. And there's lots of like, like the color, uh, uh, the colors that they're using kind of in the game, lots of purples, you know, lots of blues. They're, they're, like you said, very vibrant. Uh, I mm-hmm. love the color scheme that they're kind of going with. And then some of the, uh, some of the areas that they showed just look so much more detailed and like, cooler than anything that was in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah, yeah, and the when she was narrating, when they were showing you just kind of the the environment, she said it's one thing that's different is you'll be able to just freely explore at your own pace. So that kind of makes me think they're going to steer away from minus territorial Rotbard because he's a staple. Like they're not going to have set level seventy creatures here and then set level eighty creatures here. They might spread it out a little more to where you can where the environmental creatures will kind of grow with you so that you can literally do anything at the pace you want to do it at. Which, if that's what they do, I'm there for that. Like, really? like when you get to, in Xenoblade 2, when you first get to, um, like the, oh god, now I'm drawing a blank, the Gormati Titan, and you get to the giant open field, mm-hmm. there was so much crap I would have spent hours just going to find and run around and enjoying the scenery if I wouldn't have got fucking crush trying to do it you know yeah like i i, I look I, I i let me think about what i'm saying <clears throat> so in pokemon sword and shield they gave you that area where there was like sprinkled throughout there was the uh level 60 pokemon right mm-hmm. and it was like look i don't i can't go fuck with them right now they're gonna fuck me up but just know i i love the fact that i have that there to fuck with if i want to you know right I have a different opinion about that in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Because those Pokemon don't really chase after you. You can just run right past them. Right. You can, Xenoblade, you can choose not to be messed with. Exactly. In Xenoblade, I'm walking around just looking at treasure and shit, trying, trying to, like you said, check out the scenery. And then, no, this fucking bird, this fucking dra- this uh, yeah. T-Rex comes out of nowhere and just fucks me right in the ass. And, and I can't avoid it. 
you hear black, and then you get pecked one time. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. Then it's forty five minutes from your last save point. Yeah, that's yep. they got. I hope I do hope they do away with some of that. Yeah. So if if they if they do that work, like you said, they kind of spread things out a little bit. Uh, I'm one hundred percent okay with that. But going back to the expansion pass, uh, yeah, I just didn't know if the uh, the price point was 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 going to turn you off of it. Uh, no, not for thirty dollars. And honestly, it might have if I- I'm going to say if it were missing literally any of these four bullet points, I might think it might be a twenty dollar purchase rather than a thirty. But I paid. I think I paid thirty for the Xenoblade Two one that came with Torn of Golden Country. And if this new story scenario is even half as good as long, half as good or half as long as Torna was, I mean, dude, I would have paid $20 just to play Torna outright, you know? So just if I'm, if I'm looking at it that way, if I'm paying $20 for the game and $10 for the other three points, I'm cool with that. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, that's going to be a, what, a $90 game at this point? Yeah. But I mean, if you think about it from... I try to get an hour per dollar. I'm going to put 90 hours into this base game. So if I get 15 hours out of the the DLC game, that just puts me at 105 bare minimum. So, I mean, to me, it's worth it. That's fair. I don't, I don't think I ever thought about it like that. Hmm. That's how I try to look at it. You have to figure out ways to justify shit when you're buying Nintendo stuff because sometimes you just you just swing and miss. <laughs> right. <laughs> fucking uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze still fucking 60 bucks. And that game's been out for like, what, 15 years? Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not, you know, if, if somebody gave it to me for free, I wouldn't play it for 60 hours. So not a snowball's chance in hell, you yeah. know? So yeah, this game comes out uh, July 29th. I am super fucking excited about it. I would say my excitement level for it before this direct was like I'm, I'm I guess I'm being a little conservative here. Like an like an 8. 8 out of 10. Like I was really excited about it, uh but it was something that I wasn't thinking about 24/7. Mhm. And that's that's really despite the fact that I love 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 Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Now the direct yeah. has happened. I'm 10 out of 10, dude. I'm fucking ready. Oh, yeah. Give me that shit right the fuck now. I want to play it. I will agree with everything you just said. I was probably a 9 already, for being honest. But that's just straight hype. But whatever leeriness I had going into this direct just took it all away. And it's a, it's a straight up 10 now. Straight up 10. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, the Nintendo Direct that just happened two hours ago. Okay, we were legitimately recording something else, and you were talking, and I forget what you were even talking about. And I saw the the notification. I was like, God, God damn it! <laughs> I need to tell <laughs> we're in the middle of recording something. <laughs> uh, so let's kind of go through uh, just some of the things that got announced. I'm going to let's just go ahead and get the the big one out the, out the way, sir. Persona Five is Persona Five Royal, excuse me, is coming to the motherfucking Switch. I've been asking for that game to come to Switch for a very long time because I have it on PS4. But just with all the uh, the backlog that I have, like Horizon, you know, I was playing Elden Ring, and then before that, you know, Demon Souls, all, all kinds of games that I can only play on my PlayStation. 
Persona 5 was just, it was just sitting in my closet, right? Yep. And Tyler tells me the game is fucking amazing. And I'm like, this game would be perfect for the Switch. And why has it not come out on the Switch yet? No, Nintendo, stop being fucking cowards and give it to us on the Switch. And they finally announced it October 21st. Uh, Persona 5 Royal, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 3 Portable are all coming to the Switch. And the only issue is they're going to be all sold separately, which I'm fine with. I I don't really need to play 4 or 3. Uh, I want to play 4 and 5. I'm good without 3. What makes you want to play 4? Like, kind of, like, I don't know anything about 4. Uh, no, no, it's just one of those ones that everybody said is just worth playing. I mean, oh, I, okay. I, obviously, everybody talks up 5 more now because it's newer, but it's kind of like Far Cry. Far Cry 5 and I'm sure Far Cry 6 are just top tier and amazing, but Far Cry 4 was just as good to me. So if if I'm finally getting access to Persona, I'll probably play them both eventually. Okay, I didn't know if there was like a specific thing that... No, 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 nothing specific. Just I've, I've always heard it's amazing. Yeah, so I'm, I'm... Dude, I'm fucking excited. And I had to, I text Tyler when uh, in between breaks, and he's like... Uh, well, there goes another 300 hours of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I was, uh, I called him the other day on my way home, uh, just to catch up a little bit. We hadn't talked in a minute and, uh, he was asking me about Shin Megami Tensei. I didn't know that those were the same developers. I had no idea. So oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, apparently so. And I'm telling him about it as I know he would love playing it. And then we get on to Persona 5 and I was like, I promise you, the day it comes to Switch, I'm going to buy it. And uh, <laughs> he texted me while we were recording, actually, and said, you better save up money to buy this in October. And I was like, yep. <laughs> day one. Day one, friend, just like I told you. Day one, sir. <laughs> Dude, uh, uh, there's another game that comes out the 21st. Oh, Last of Us Part 1 comes out the 21st. Oh, the remaster? The re- yeah, the remake, yeah. The remake. Ooh. ooh. How am I going to justify spending... Now, what is the price point of Persona 5 Royal? That is going to be key. Oh, that's going to be $60 because you get that and the Royal DLC, correct? Yeah. That's going to be every bit of 60 So, uh, Last of Us Part 1 is going to be uh, $70 at launch. So, can I can I persuade myself to spend 130 bucks on two games? Mm. Ooh. Yeah, I always struggle unless I go to GameStop like once a year and trade in three or four and then buy three or four when they have a massive sale. I struggle to buy more than one at a time. Hmm. I know it's a little different for you because you have to have a variety in everything you play for you know sake of your podcast. But if I'm only going to play one at a time, I struggle to buy more than one at a time. Again, unless a sale's involved. Man, that's going to be hard, man. Shout out. That's a coin flip. You just gotta yeah. flip a coin there. That's also the day that I'm going on. I'll be on vacation that day too, so I won't be able to play that until I get back, mm. motherfuckers. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, but no, uh, Christian and I were were thinking about doing a deep dive series into uh, Last of Us Part One with the that would coincide with the the release. Mm. I'm, gonna th- I'm gonna have to think about that. I'm I'm definitely buying Royal because I've been putting it off for too long, and it's on the Switch. So it's not like I'll be uh, fighting time, you know, at home between the two games. Uh, it'll, it'll, yeah. be, it'll just be like monetary wise, uh, whether I can, can swing it. Honestly, 
to strategize it, you should probably just get The Last of Us first because you're going to be done with that one much faster than you're going to be done with Persona. That is true. That is true because The Last of Us is only, what, 20, 25 hours, I think? Yeah, especially if you guys are going to deep dive it, I would just have that one ready and loaded. That way you can... Yeah. Because whenever you... I, I already know myself, and now I know you well enough to know you're going to be the same way because you did it with Xenoblade and you did it with Fire Emblem just like I did. You're going to put 150 hours into that beast. At least. At yep. least. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about uh, Persona 5 Royal, dude. As soon as I saw that, I was I was hoping it would get announced. But, it, I mean, it's the first thing I looked at when I... When I Googled uh, N- Nintendo Direct, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Ah, oh, I got fucking! I want to scream it! I'm gonna scream it! I'm so excited!" <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted to play it too, just from listening to Tyler tell me about it, and I watched him play a little bit of it. But after I found out it was the same developers as the Shin Megami, Sh- yeah, Shin Megami Tensei games, just that doubled how bad I want to play it because, I mean, that game is golden. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so another thing that got announced was Portal Companion Collection. The uh, guys, we we didn't get a chance to actually watch the the uh, direct. I'm just basically just reading off the uh, a website here. Uh, you get to use your trusty portal gun to solve inventive environmental puzzles, trying to escape the twisted Aperture Labs and its AI ruler Glados. Uh, portal Two will still include a local split screen and online multiplayer as well. Uh, what is it, Portal Two, that people talk so highly about? I wasn't mm-hmm. Portal Two, so I mean, for good reason. Yeah, have you played it? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, this oh, shit the... comes out today. Oh, does it? Okay, cool. Yeah. Do you know how much it is? I was curious about that. Uh, let's see here. I don't see a price point as of yet. Even for a two pack, a game's that old. I'm, I think twenty dollars my cutoff for that. Yeah, for both. Hmm. Not uh, individually. Like if they're gonna if they're packaging them together, obviously it's in a deal. I, it, it might be thirty, but it's probably. I, I would imagine logically that's got to be nineteen ninety nine. I could be wrong. It is Nintendo. Dude, you fucking nailed it. Did I? Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. My boys, <laughs> <laughs> my little Japanese brethren. Bless you. <laughs> fucking nailed that run right in the head, man. Shout out. Yeah, the combo of those two games are worth 20 bucks if you haven't played them, for sure. Mm-hmm. If you have played them and you loved them, then obviously it's worth it as well. I'm, pr- I'm probably going to get it eventually, because they were a lot of fun. Shit, 20 bucks? Actually, I, 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 I got to get through some of these uh, last three games I just bought. I just bought uh, Limbo. I bought mm-hmm. the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelist, Legacy of the Duelist or something like that. I've been wanting to buy that for the longest time, but I didn't want to spend like 20 bucks on it. I was like, ah, that seems like really expensive for the fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> So it was like ten bucks on the switch. I was like, "Fucking, I'm getting it." <laughs> this is <my laughs> Dunskies. And then I bought uh, Neon White, which is that game that I sent you uh, not too long ago the the running gun platforming game. Oh yeah, no, that looks sweet, dude. That game is getting like like eights and nines and tens and shit. No shit, huh? Yeah, like a lot of people mm. that, that might be like the indie game of the year. Oh crazy all right i don't know when i'm gonna get to it but i i wanted to play it after you sent me what you sent me i didn't know it was already being raved about like that oh yeah oh yeah mm. so i'm gonna i'm gonna play it and i'll let you know uh what i think about it obviously i'm gonna be talking on a podcast maybe maybe next week maybe the week after i'm, I'm not really sure just yet sure 
Uh, but let's see here. Another game that got announced, uh, Near Automata, the end of, I'm probably saying it wrong. So for all you Near Automata fans, don't be fucking coming at me, okay? Uh, the Yora edition is uh, coming to the uh, Switch as well. Uh, let's see here. The will include all previously released DLC as well as the Switch exclusive costumes. Uh, it's coming on October 6th. I've never played a Nier Automata game, so maybe this is like my first opportunity to get into it. I might have to find out if this is like the game that everybody was like, this is fucking great. Or I think it like is. Or if it's like a spinoff game. Oh, 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 right, right. Um, Yeah, that I actually don't know. If it is the Nier Automata game, like the, the one I'm thinking of, plus the DLC that came with it, then I know everybody loved it. That's another one that Tyler raved and raved and raved about, and I actually had it on my Xbox before I lost the ability to play my Xbox, and I never got to play it. So I'm if if it's if it's the original game plus the DLC, I'm gonna say I'm pretty excited to see it on Switch. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check it out. Uh, October six. A lot of fucking games are coming out in October, man. Y'all are fucking me hard with October. Yeah, the end of the year is gonna be pretty jammed, but first world problems, right? Right. So while we were recording like the the first part of the segment uh, there, Chris, I was kind of watching the the direct and kind of just glancing over at my phone every once in a while, just kind of looking at some of the games. Now, I fully acknowledge that I probably will never play this game, but it looked interesting. Okay. And that is Harvestella. It's kind of like Stardew Valley. You're 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 playing as a villager and you're collecting materials, kind of growing a farm and preventing the quietest, which is the season of death <laughs> from destroying your life. <laughs> so the black plague, you're, you're trying to prevent the bubonic plague. But what was interesting about it is it almost kind of looked like. I'm not saying you're you're like a knight or whatever, but you're it's almost kind of like medieval a little bit. Uh, okay. The graphics looked interesting. That was that was the thing that caught my eye before I realized that it was a uh, farm simulator. So, fully acknowledge that I probably will never play this game, but it looked interesting. It does sound like an interesting concept, yes. Uh, This game comes out on November 4th. Now, the other game that kind of caught my eye while we were recording, that is Return to Monkey Island. It is the the sequel to the uh, Monkey Island series. Uh, It is is coming to consoles first on the uh, Nintendo Switch in 2022. And, uh, dude, the the game looked incredible in the uh, the graphics and whatnot. It's a uh, puzzle game. There might be some some platforming involved. Uh, But you'll see the return of fan-favorite characters, and it will evolve the classic point-and-click gameplay. Hmm. I'm not a big point-and-click kind of gamer. So, yeah, I was actually very invested till you said point and click. Come on, I don't know about that. Like the main character kind of looks like Johnny Bravo, like a like a skinny Johnny Bravo. Huh? You have my attention again, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you lost my attention. Uh, uh, nope, nope, nope. You gained, and it. it's back. It's back. <laughs> Increased blood flow. Got it. Increased blood flow. Uh, they announced uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Uh, that that roadmap kind of got revealed. I'm kind of surprised with just how much content that game is bringing to the Switch. It's just content after content from them. Uh, then we got Sonic Frontiers gameplay, which is the uh, free roaming Sonic game that's coming to the Switch. 
Uh, I'm probably going to play that game. That game looks uh, pretty good, sir. Does it really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Graphically, it looks it looks pretty good. And I haven't played a Sonic game in fucking 20 years, at least. But it's open world-ish. Uh, free to roam, yes. So it's going to be like Life is Strange, but with Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, I've never played Life is Strange. But... Oh. Well, essentially, all you do is parkour and free run in that game, so. I would assume it's kind of like... Like, you know how Xenoblade... It's not like Xenoblade, but... Like, you know how Xenoblade is not technically open world? But you have these big ass areas that you can roam all right around, and uh-huh. you know, want, I think it's kind of like that. Oh, I see, I see. Huh? It's not technically like Breath of the Wild, where you can go to any part of the map at any point of time. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. I'm just I'm I'm taking that information in. I don't really know what to do with it. <laughs> that's new for a Sonic game, so it has my attention. It, it, exactly. That that's what interests me the most about it. Yes. Uh, see, they might they announced Minecraft Legends. They got a new trailer for that. If you're into Minecraft and shit, uh, Disney Dreamlight <laughs> Valley, a life sim game set in the world of uh, Disney and Pixar characters. Uh, let's see here. Build a life farming, cooking, and interacting with famous characters. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that's not for me. So it's a it's Stardew Valley, but with Disney. <laughs> but yeah, I'm good. Hard pass on that. Uh, Disney don't need any more money anyways. Fuck them. Oh, yeah, you're right about that. Except for Kingdom Hearts. I'll I'll keep buying Kingdom Hearts if you keep making them. That's Hear right. me now, Disney. Hear my voice. Uh, then we got a little spinoff of Dragon Quest Treasure Treasures. Uh, that will be released on Nintendo Switch uh, December 9th. I don't really know much about that game at all. Just, just letting y'all know, okay? Um, then we got a new roguelike action game called Little Noah, Scion of Paradise, which will be released later today on Nintendo Switch. I fucking like roguelikes, so I'm gonna have to look up the look up the uh, the trailer for that one, sir. Mm-hmm. That's called it's called Little Noah. <laughs> yes, Little Noah. <laughs> uh, you play as little <laughs> you play as little Noah, who along with her cat Zipper must explore ancient ruins, recruit, recruit allies, and fight enemies and bosses. Ah, it sounds dope. I'm gonna, that, I'm gonna... that sounds pretty good. Yep, definitely looking that one up. Uh, but that's really the main games that I saw on there. They they did some Mario Rabbids bullshit. Have you ever played Mario and Rabbids? No, I thought one trailer of one of them that I saw looked kind of good, and then I really read into what those games are, and then I was like, oh no, that's fucking stupid. Never mind. Yeah. Also gets released on October 20th. So, again, not that I'm playing it, but they're just fucking this out of October. If it stood half a chance, it just lost it, so. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's that's really all the games that kind of jumped out at me from the uh, from the direct. So Persona 5, that's essentially what the Direct was about for me then. <laughs> yes, yes. And Nier, I am a, at one point in life, I'm going to go back and play Nier, because I was really mad that that's the one that I couldn't play on my Xbox. It's already had it, you know, but the Persona one 5 is, uh, that one, man, my blood is boiling for that. So uh, let's jump into our weekly recommendations, sir. What you got? Um... Let's see. I'm actually going to, especially now that you are contemplating doing a review series on it at some point, I'm going to recommend Love, Death, and Robots. For anybody that hasn't seen that, it's, first off, it's amazing. Um, 
It's so cool. It's it's essentially an animated version of Black Mirror, and I mean both of those shows are great and phenomenal. But I I like Love Death and Robots a lot more. It's a very easy watch. I think the longest episode that I remember is like seventeen minutes, and most of them are between like five and ten. You know, and it's just it's very good, very fast fast watch, and so good. Definitely worth the probably collective four hours that you would put into watching three seasons of it. Yeah, is uh, the, I watched the first episode, which was the the three robots, mm-hmm. and like I, I didn't like laugh my ass off or anything like that, but it it's pretty I, funny. I, I love the tone of it and that how they're just walking through there and just basically just shitting on humans <laughs> the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> what do they do with this ball? They just bounced it. <laughs> Why, man? Humans were stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like they shit on humans and then when the cat shows up they're like oh my god it's like they're fucking cat lovers it was uh it yeah was those are so i'm going to recommend oh actually before we recommend something uh there was something that is coming out uh was it tomorrow which is going to be the 29th so if you're listening to this uh the public version then it's probably already out uh that is bastard which is coming out on netflix I sent you the little Dude, sir. Yeah, yeah, you did. That look, Dylan, Dylan, this is for you, Dylan. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going before you're even able to hear this episode. I'm going to forward you that link so you can watch it. Man, that looked dope as hell. So I don't even know how it it came up on my Netflix. Maybe it was just like one of those little previews that shows up. But it was like heavy metal and anime. I was like, uh, yes, I will fucking check this out. <laughs> Sign me up. Actually, hold on. If we give you just a second, I'm gonna pull it up. Uh, hopefully, but yeah, dude, the animation looks phenomenal in uh in this uh, in the show uh, Bastard, which has a really weird name. Like, could you come up with a better name? Maybe that's that's just an anime thing, man. I've learned at this point sometimes they're just really dumb names on really cool shows. But it's called Bastard. Heavy metal, dark fantasy. <laughs> so, <laughs> when evil forces threaten to resurrect uh, Anthra, Anthrasax, the god of destruction, the kingdom of Meta... It's basically Metallicana, <laughs> but it's a Metallicana, calls on uh, a volatile dark wizard to help. Dude, that sounds fucking dope as fuck. And it has, it has heavy metal in there as well, and it's just... It looks incredible. I, I am 100% watching that shit when it comes out tomorrow. I gotta say, though, Anthrasax is a very unfortunate name. Why is that? Because it sounds like you have anthrax in your ball sack. Yeah, but I think they're doing that based off the uh, the metal band. There's a metal band called Anthrasax? Not Anthrasax, but Anthrax. Oh. Well, still, I would have... Because uh, Met- just, just call him Anthrax then, man. <laughs> Metallicana. I mean, that was Metallica. Yeah. So uh, if they do, it's if also they, an, that's also an ancient dragon, though. Oh, is and, it? Yeah. In what lore? Mm, I don't know, but Fairy Tale used it. There was a Metallicana in Fairy Tale, and all of their dragons were based off of um, documented lore. Oh. Huh. Well, I'm, I will figure it out though. Yeah, it's spelled M-E-T-A dash Lacana. So, it, I mean, the first thing I thought about with the, the heavy metal aspect of it was uh, Metallica. 
So if they do, I'm telling you, if they throw in like just random fan service shit like that, that'll be like the fourth time we said that fucking word. Yeah. <laughs> in the episode today. But if they yep. just throw in random <laughs> shit like that, it's going to be so fucking funny. That's going yeah, to say that that's fan service. I'm there for actually like that's That's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, guys, that, that comes out on Netflix. Uh, actually, I lied. It comes out Thursday, not tomorrow. Oh, it's on Netflix. Yep. Netflix. Oh, Netflix. Okay. It's going to be so mm. good. So good. Uh, so I'm actually going to recommend uh, Three Hopes. Uh, it, it's, I never thought I would recommend a Musou game ever in my life. But uh, if you're a fan of Three Houses, or if you're a fan of a Musou game, period, then this is what's going to be be for you. Uh, I think it's a... I mean, I still recommend Three Houses over Three Hopes all day, every day. Mm-hmm. I have a choice between the two games. Which one should I buy first? 100% go buy three houses first. But I think if you've played three hopes or maybe, or, I mean, three houses, excuse me, uh, or if you're wanting another Muso game, then 100% go check that game out. And it's for all the reasons that we mentioned uh, earlier in this episode. It's a, it's a lot of fun and it has a lot of depth. And it's basically three houses. Just the only difference is you're slaying hundreds and hundreds of people at once. That's, that's really it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right now, for me, it's probably sitting at about, because it is a Warriors game, and I'm not generally a Warriors person, it's probably sitting between a 7 and a a 7.5, but compared to what I was worried about going into it, it's a solid dime. Mm -hmm. Like, just in comparison to, I I was really worried that as good as the story was going to be, I was wasting my money, because I'm just generally not into Warriors games anymore, but solid 9 in comparison to how bad I thought it was going to be. So I'm curious if they let, let's say it has the exact same story. Okay. But it, it does completely different characters from three houses. Do you think we would like this game as much? No, <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, um, I mean, same, it's the same game style and gameplay as three houses. The only difference would be the characters. They would be completely different characters. Obviously that's a factor. That's a but huge factor for me. A huge factor. I still think I would like it a lot as long as I got everything between missions like I get in three houses. Like so you're saying the camp stuff is the same, the missions are the same, even the division between three different yeah. houses slash empires are the same. Literally the only difference is different characters. Yeah, like no no uh Bernadetta, no Petra, no Lysia, uh Yeah. Lysithia no, uh, and stuff. Lysithia, no uh, shit. I think I would still enjoy it as much, but I definitely wouldn't be as invested. Exactly. Now, would they do, if they did what they did in Three Houses and they did that exact thing with the uh, the character development in this game, then I don't know. That could uh, that could amp my, uh, my score up a little bit. And I would care more about it. But right. me knowing the characters already going into this game, has has definitely helped it a lot. It yes, it 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 elevated it right out of the gate just to get back in that universe, you know. I'll give you that one. It definitely did. Also fuck Rhea. I still hate her. <laughs> fuck that bitch. <laughs> and I I'm fully I I realized that I chose Edelgard yet again and I know the heartbreak is on the horizon, sir, but you know I'm fucking loyal, okay? I'm ready to go down the path one more time. <laughs> I, I, I asked so that I could make you say it out loud, but I knew. 
I already knew. My friend, trust me. I, I'm so curious if I'm going to, if it has like the exact same thing of in Three Houses where you get to choose. Uh, I wonder if I'm going to go with her this time or if I'm not. I, I don't know. I really don't. I don't know. The heartbreak won't be as bad because I, I'm already expecting it. <laughs> Why do I keep picking apples off of this tree? <laughs> right. <laughs> I know they're rotten. <laughs> Well, guys, that is going to be it from us. We appreciate y'all joining us and supporting us. If you like what we're doing here and you want us to support us, go to patreon.com slash two game. I totally fucking did not do that during the episode. <laughs> yeah. My man. Yeah. Had some, we had some ADD moments in there. Hey, I had we had the perfect segue between uh, the three hosts and the uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, bravo, <laughs> sir. Yes, I, 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 I was going to before I went into the next point, actually tip of the cap to you for that but i it kind of slipped my mind by the time we went subject to subject but that that was a segue to remember yes i mean it was, it was all you you're the one that did it not me <laughs> did i yeah yeah you set it up and i was like speaking of which oh well i just set it up by accident so it's back on you you identified it and rolled with it so but nice. yes but yeah uh shout out to our 20 tier supporters carmen paradixio eric hernandez sharon petrie Lindsay humble michael king brian slash Corey costa Casey Pye, Christina Lambu, and Ryan Sibley. We appreciate y'all supporting us at the twenty dollars tier every single month. Without y'all, we'd not be able to do this. And thank you as well, uh, Chris, for your support as well. Of course, man. Thank you guys for all you do. Hours and hours of entertainment. Trust me. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's gonna be it from us, and we will catch y'all next week on another episode. Later's. Later, guys. <laughs>